Hey guys, whether you're new or old, be sure to like, share the video, and you can subscribe to the YouTube channel at True Troops for more basketball content. Hello and welcome to episode 21 of the True Hoops podcast. As always, I'm Dan Aquino, and this week I thought I'd keep it simple. Let's talk about the in-season tournament coming to an end. My big takeaways from that tournament, obviously the Lakers being the champions of the first ever NBA Cup. First off, let's talk about the people that says it don't matter. I mean, that was not the tone everybody had last week when we were all enjoying the games and watching playoff-like atmospheres. But as soon as people realized that the Lakers can win it, everyone switched up. But I mean, it's just so tired. You know, obviously it's not the same as an NBA championship. I mean, that's that goes without saying. Obviously, this is something new, but this is something that Adam Silver and the NBA, they're trying to get going to spicy up the regular season. And I think they did a good job. I mean, people were enjoying these games. I enjoyed these games. And even more so, the players cared about it. You know, it doesn't hurt that they're getting $500,000 if they win this. Just the competitiveness and the atmosphere. These were serious games. People, the players took them seriously. But since when is the NBA championship at the end of the season, the only thing that matters. I mean, we've gotten to the habit of not celebrating these things. You know, the process of the NBA season, now this in-season tournament, just there's accomplishments that you can celebrate that aren't always the NBA championship. Only one team wins at the end of the day, and I know that's the goal, but they are, I hate to sound like Giannis last season, but there's steps to success. Uh, this is a step to success, both for the Pacers and the Lakers. Lakers prove to themselves that they can win in a big pressure situation. The Pacers, who are kind of a rebuilding team but are having a really good start to the season, proving to themselves that they can hang with some of these better teams in the NBA. They beat both the Bucks and the Celtics to get to these finals uh, and pretty much hung with the Lakers, even though the Lakers kind of controlled the game for the most of the time. They never they didn't get blown out. Anytime that the Lakers kind of took their foot off the gas pedal. The Pacers made a run and made it a close game. They did that several times, even up until the fourth quarter. It was just too much LeBron, too much AD. We worried whether the players would care. You know, when we talked about the in-season tournament, when it was announced in the offseason, I worried would the players care? Would there be a reason for the fans to care? And I think whether the fans care, I think that's something you still have to work on. But if you're wondering if the players cared, if you watch the game, especially the Pacers in that game against the Celtics, when they made that run and came back in the fourth quarter to beat them, I mean, they were hype on the bench. And it's undeniable that the players cared. Fans are pretending now that the in-season tournament was a flop and that, you know, it's a waste of time. And that's just because, you know, their favorite player didn't win, their favorite team didn't win. Instead, the player that gets probably the most undeserved hatred of any athlete in American history, all because he dares to challenge an all-time great uh, and, you know, made a free agency decision, you know, 13 years ago now that media members are still sour about. Now the tournament's a joke. Can it be approved upon? Yes, everything can. But this is significant. I thoroughly enjoyed this tournament, the NBA Cup, which I think they should call it don't call it the in-season tournament it doesn't just roll off the tongue the best call it the nba cup you know make it sound a little more official um they should make the championship game count towards the regular season i mean it's kind of crazy that the pacers and lakers played this game ad had that huge game and all the stats and the fact that they played this game kind of gets it's going to get lost but this is significant like lebron said you can never top being the first to do something for as long as this exists 
LeBron and the Lakers will always be the first team to win the NBA Cup. And I do think as years go by, this will become something we do treat as a legitimate accomplishment. If it was so easy, why didn't your favorite team win? I'm just so tired of the BS narratives. Just admit you don't like basketball as much as you think you do. Because no one who claims to be a fan of the NBA, who claims to be a fan of just basketball as a sport, goes so far out of their way to discredit and hate everything about it. I mean, credit to Adam Silver. This was a great idea. I was wrong. I criticized this idea, as many people did, before the season because I just wasn't sure what it was going to look like. I still hate the courts. I think that has to change. They have to just go back to simpler courts. The bright red, the bright purple, bright blue, it's too much. The jerseys weren't great, but that's more a criticism of Nike, more so than the NBA themselves. I don't know about having it in Vegas every year because that crowd was kind of mid, you know, despite there being a lot of Laker fans uh, in Vegas. I like the idea of actually having it somewhere different every year. You know, like a, like in cities that don't have an NBA team, like having it in Seattle maybe next year. You know, Seattle's been pining uh, for the Sonics back. They would be a great crowd to host that in-season tournament, that Final Four. St. Louis maybe, or maybe even go abroad. Do it in Mexico City. Go in the UK. You know, the NBA is a global sport. They could definitely do it in other places. Now, to what we actually saw on the court, the Pacers, credit to them for making it to the finals of this thing. A really, really good young basketball team with a high-octane offense. They're actually the number one offense in the league. And they were able to outlast two contenders that we have talked about, you know, for weeks and weeks now, you know, as the season has progressed. The Bucks and the Celtics. The Bucks have gotten, you know, their acts together, especially over the past few weeks. And the Celtics have been great since the beginning. And the Pacers went in and beat both of those teams in back-to-back uh, games. I'm glad to see there's no slander for Tyrese Halliburton because he didn't have a great game. Uh, on Saturday night against the Lakers. He had uh, 20 and 11, which is still a good game, but it was clear the Lakers like threw a lot of different defenders at him, doubled him off the pick and rolls. They hedged some pick and rolls. They switched. They really wanted to take him out of his rhythm. And 2011, compared to the games he was having against Milwaukee, where he fried them, and then the Celtics, where he fried them, you know, and had these big 30-point, 15-assist games, this was more of a come-down-to-earth, more of a regular game. Uh, and they were going to need Halliburton to kind of go off for them to beat the Lakers, especially with Anthony Davis having the game that we that he had. And we'll get to him in a sec. I think the Lakers did a good job of slowing the Pacers down, averaging 130 points per game, kept them to just 109. They shot under 40% from the field. But I think it was a great showcase for the Pacers, nevertheless. They're not on national television a lot, so not a lot of people know who Tyrese Halliburton is. Not a lot of people have seen some of these guys that they have, a Matherin or like a Naismith. So getting them more exposure, this young talent that's going to take over the league soon, you know, we're kind of ushering out this generation, the generation that I grew up on. They're kind of getting ushered out, the KDs, the Curry, the LeBrons. They're still holding on, don't get me wrong, because all, all three of them are having great seasons. But this new age of player the Anthony Edwards the Luca the Trey Youngs the Tyrese Halliburton's getting the public more exposed to them and seeing this young talent that we're going to be rooting for for the next 10 years I think that's good for the league good for the game you get more casual viewers in and you get people to like you know more players than just the same old same old you know here they got they got three games national televised games where people saw the talent 
And, you know, it also gives the Pacers a good gauge on where they stack up in the NBA. It's a vote of confidence in Tyrus Halliburton. The Pacers brass can now see, oh, this is a guy we can trust. He's a legitimate building block of the future and a pathway forward to contention. That's obviously the goal for the Pacers. And Woj actually came out with a report earlier this week that the Pacers are going to look to add a athletic wing to add to this group. Maybe an OG Adenobi, maybe a Pascal Siakam. Those are names that we've been bringing up over these past few weeks for the teams that are kind of a piece away. The Pacers may be a little more than a piece away because they got to figure out that defense. They're the number one offense, but they're also one of the worst defenses in the league. So they have to figure that out. As you saw, AD tore them apart uh, inside. Miles Turner is getting a lot of flack. He had a tough assignment. It just wasn't his night. AD was just on a tear. Um, 41 points, 20 rebounds, 4 blocks. He had himself a full plate of food, and, and then he went back for seconds. Uh, this is the AD that fans want to see every night. He doesn't need to have 40 and 20 every night because that's just that's just impossible. He's not Will Chamberlain. But be assertive, be aggressive, make quick decisions, hustle on both ends. If he does those things on a regular basis, especially offensively, and then sprinkles in that mid-range jumper that he's kind of lost the past few seasons, the Lakers can win the title very easily. They have great role players. The shooting's improving. They have lockdown defenders now that they have Cam Reddish and Vanderbilt back and Rui Hachimura. Maybe you still try to move Vincent or D'Lo. I've, I've liked how D'Lo has played this season so far, but if you need a defender, a point-of-attack defender at that guard spot, you maybe look to get rid of those two players, try to get an Alex Russo, for example. I think this serves to the Lakers as a good warm-up and an introduction for some of these guys who haven't seen a lot of play of basketball, uh, like Cam Reddish, for example, or Rui Hachimura, outside of last season, you know, what it's like to play in the playoffs, play of basketball, to what high-pressure situations feels like and I think that's really important you know for playing with LeBron because those are his standards that is what we hold him to he has to make the playoffs this season he has to contend for a title or else it's an absolute failure for him that those are the almost insurmountable stand standards we've put on him because of the career that he has had and I think his teammates being ready for that being prepared for that Anthony Davis included you know, it's a really good sight to see the fact that he showed up for this game. I think it's one of the most dominant performances he's ever had. Just on both ends, he just had complete control of the game. You could tell there was literally nothing the Pacers could do to stop him. Uh, and I think it'll be interesting to see what this does for the Lakers as they go forward. Maybe they get on a little win streak. Maybe they, they, they figured some stuff out now that they have most of their roster healthy. Uh, they're still missing game. Vincent, he's going to be out still for a little while. But if this kind of, you know... It gives their season a push start because they kind of got out to, you know, a little of a slow start. They were losing some games that maybe they shouldn't have, uh, getting blown out a lot, and they weren't beating a lot of the better teams that they were playing, at least not by huge margins. And I think it'll be interesting to see as years go by, because they're going to continue this, obviously, if the in-season tournament champion will end up like, you know, giving us a glimpse of a team that can win the NBA Finals. Obviously, some teams had the Lakers as contenders. Some really didn't. They had them under, you know, kind of a level below Denver and now Minnesota, I guess. But I think it'll be really interesting to see, like, teams, if there's teams that could get both of them done, you know, and that'll be seen as something special to win the East Tournament and win 
the NBA Finals and have that just be a super dominant season and that be like a measure of a team, you know, on their way. Um, lastly, obviously, we got to talk about LeBron. He won the NBA Cup MVP, the first ever, obviously. And this is something now that LeBron has accomplished that no one ever has added to the list. He'll always be the first, and I think he'll get credit historically for helping getting this off the ground. I think LeBron being the face of the NBA, I think he has a responsibility to lead the NBA from a player standpoint. And the fact that he was on board with this and he was pushing it and took it seriously uh, with his play especially, I think it goes a long way with setting a precedent and setting an example that this is something to win. This is something special. Regardless of what you see on Twitter, regardless of what you see media heads uh, on Monday morning, what they're going to say uh, to, you know, belittle this any way they can because it, you know, doesn't look, you know, it's not the real thing. Regardless of all that, this to win this is significant. It's the first ever of something that we all liked up until a week ago because people didn't like what the uh, result was going to be. He's the most polarizing athlete maybe of all time. But I think his play, he averaged 26 points per game, eight rebounds, eight assists, almost two steals, shot 57% from the field, 61% from three. He's doing this in his 21st NBA season. I talked about it maybe like two weeks ago on my takeaways, just the way he's playing this season. There is no one who could have ever seen this coming. In his 21st season, he's going to be 39 at the end of the month. To be playing this well, like a top five NBA player, it's never been seen before. And yet we're finding ways to treat it like it's normal. This is not normal. Anyone who got to this point in their career, 20th season, even like 18th, 19th season, they were a shell of themselves. Vince Carter was averaging like eight points per game. He was just kind of hopping from team to team. You know, he's playing a role. You know, KG was washed. Even Michael Jordan at this age, he didn't play this many seasons. But even at this age, he wasn't that great anymore. Still could give you 20 on a given night, but not efficiently. Not with great defense. Not with this level of play. Just, we just never seen it. And I think we have to just recollect ourselves. Get a different perspective on this. We have been taught by many in the media. And the media has a powerful hand in this. To just, the second we see something LeBron, LeBron accomplish something. We have to find a reason to explain it. To why it's not special. This is special. Put the NBA Cup aside. The fact that he's playing this well. And that he for the most part. Is the Lakers best player. At almost 39 years old. And if you watched. In that Pelicans game. Zion Williamson is 23. 24. About my age. He has his issues obviously. He's you know with his health. And with his conditioning and stuff. But you match them up. Which one you think looked better. Zion at 23 or LeBron at 39? Because I'll tell you right now, if you didn't watch the game, LeBron thoroughly outplayed Zion Williamson, almost 16 years older than him. Who was moving faster? LeBron. Who was jumping higher? LeBron. Who was quicker? Who was playing better, shooting better? It was LeBron. And this is the guy we, you know, when he came out of Duke, we were like, this is the next LeBron. 
next Charles Barkley, big dude, huge vertical, powerful player. It's not so easy, is it? There's a reason why LeBron is viewed as being so special because the fact that he's doing this, even as his athleticism has declined to a certain degree, he is still able to dominate games at this, you know, at his ripe age of 39. And it just, it's just, it's so puzzling why we go out of our way to try and explain it, try to give a reason for why it's just doing it. Like people call, saying this tournament was rigged for him. Like what kind of nonsense is that? Like, bro, watch the games. Understand what you're watching. We're watching a one-of-one one basketball player that will never see anything like this again. I mean, you can you could go down the accolades, all this stuff, all the records. He's he's had a complete assault on the record books. When he beat the all-time scoring record for Kareem, that was a record no one thought would be touched. For like 40 years, that record stood. It was always talked about. Yeah, Kareem's the all-time leading scorer. No one's ever going to touch it. It's an unbreakable record. Ten years ago, it was mentioned as a joke. Oh, LeBron might be able to beat it. And it was it was laughed off. It was a joke. Until five years ago, people started doing the math and said, you know, if he averages 25 for the next five years, he'll break it. Not only is he did he break it, but now he's going to completely lap it. He's going to put it so far that no one will touch it. Nick Wright, a few, maybe last week or the week before, um, on First Things First on Fox Sports, he did the math for some guys in the NBA that have to, what they have to do to beat it. Like, Luka has to average, like, 30 for another 15 years to break it. Like, just ridiculous stuff. Even Kevin Durant, who's actually, I believe he's 10th now on the all-time scoring list, he's going to probably get up close to the top five um, because, you know, he's that type of scorer. And then you, some of those guys at the bottom of the top 10 are close together, Melo, uh, Moses, Dirk, Shaq, whoever's still in that vicinity, they're kind of close together, so he could leap those guys. But even Kevin Durant would have to play like another five, six seasons to catch LeBron in all-time scoring. He's not going to do it. And we're not going to see it done. You have to legitimately play 21 seasons, never have a major injury, never miss a whole season or half a season, and you have to average near 28 points per game. It's not going to be done. We've never seen it. We'll never see it again. But that's not even the half of it. All the major moments, all the playoff moments. I don't mean to rant, but it's just, it's just crazy that we just see LeBron accomplish all these things. And our first reaction is to try and discredit it instead of just like, wow. You know, to actually digest it and be like, this is something. Obviously, I don't need to put down another player to say that LeBron is the greatest player of all time. I don't need to do it. Because I know what I'm watching. And I understand my age and the fact that I didn't grow up on Michael Jordan and I know that but that's the thing that a lot of this is nostalgia a lot of this is just what people grew up on and the you know the iconism of Michael Jordan obviously LeBron can never repeat that because that is you know specific to the time period in which Michael Jordan came up he helped make the game global because that's what was needed at that time and that's when he came up there's no way for LeBron to replicate that. There's no way for him to do the same things that Jordan did. It's impossible to have the same exact career as someone else. Kobe tried, and he still didn't do it. His career ended up differently. The fact that we like keep LeBron, we have to he has to match up perfectly with Jordan for him to consider the GOAT, 
It's nonsense. It's just a way to keep Jordan as the goat and have no one pass him because there's no one that's going to do exactly what Jordan did in the same exact way. It's never going to be done. Even if someone gets 10 scoring titles or 11 or if they get six championships, most likely they won't go perfect. Most likely it'll take them longer because it's just a different league. It's a different time and things don't happen for the same people. Things don't happen the same way for everyone. That's even with life. Me and you can end up in the same place in 20 years, but we'll have completely different journeys, completely different circumstances. You will get something before I did. I'll get something before you did. It's just, it's the way of life. So the, when I ever see, you know, the people that, oh, like Jordan did this, LeBron did that. Yeah, they did different things. There's 18 things Jordan, uh, LeBron did that Jordan did, didn't do. And there's things Jordan did that LeBron hasn't done. But the fact that because Jordan didn't do it, it, it disqualifies LeBron. But what about the 10 different things LeBron has done that Jordan doesn't do? Ah, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. He had to do that instead. That's where you get the whole idea that only rings matter. And that's bad way to that's a bad way to watch the sport because there's a lot of things that go on other than who wins the title at the end of the season. There are a lot of all-time greats that don't have a championship or it took them forever to win one or they won one when they weren't even the best player. But we don't discredit that. But that's unfortunately where we live in. I just hope as time goes on if we once we see this as LeBron continues his career, he's going to reach 40,000 points possibly at the end of the season, maybe the beginning of next season continues to push that record climbs the all-time assist list because he's fourth on that list people are going to come around to the idea that maybe you know maybe we've been kind of led astray maybe we've taken this guy for granted it's possible we don't realize that until he's gone but i'm happy to say i've realized it way before that and i enjoyed so if you enjoyed the video like the video share the video you can also subscribe to the YouTube channel at True Shoops. You can also follow the show at True Shoops on TikTok for more basketball content. That is all we have for this episode of True Shoops. I'll see you guys next week right here on True Shoops.